To another exciting episode of the Kick Spot. There you go. Episode number. I'm just kidding. We're not going to mention that. <laughs> we do want to mention that it is July, July 29th. So when we do, uh, you know, create this show, um, it'll be maybe a week and a half behind. So some of the content that we're going to talk about today is regarding today's time. So yeah. things might change, especially when we talk about the stimulus and, and all that too. And so just the real estate industry. Just giving you a preface. Yes, yes. So today uh, at Kickspot, we have one of my mentors, you know, one of the ones that always supported my professional career. Hey. Um, he is currently in the real estate market. Hey. Sir. One of my good friends and again slash mentor. Hey. Terrence Large. Hey. T, let's give it up for T. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so happy to be on the kick We spot. appreciate you yes. coming on. Much respect. Thank you, sir. I know you had to kind of make some sacrifice today just to be on the show. So we really do appreciate that, to be honest. So, but we, we are lucky to have you yes. uh, and lucky to, you know, share your perspective to our audience and to the world uh, just regarding the industry in itself. Uh, Gino and I will be asking you certain questions and how, you know, just the real estate is currently at its current state and where it's going to go. But before we do so, Uh-oh. we have this intro uh, with our guests um, every time they come on the show, uh, especially if it's your first time, mm-hmm. you know, first time caller. Uh, we will ask you some trivia question all right, okay. to get to know you a little bit. So I know. Uh, getting, you know, I think I've known you for about three to four years now. About four. Yeah, or about four. Yes. Four or five. <laughs> I think five now. Yeah, five. I think I have five now. Um, so I know T-Large is from Minnesota. 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 Soda. That's his soda. He's a Prince fan. Oh, also, you know, are you a prince? Yes, yes. Yeah. purple man, purple, yeah, rain. purple rain all day, purple yes. rain. Um, and then also a T Wolves fan, Absolutely. okay, definitely a Vikings fan, like 100% Vikings wow. fan, bleeding purple, bleed purple, wow. not lake or purple, purple, Vikings, Viking all purple. purple. Yes, they did pretty well, mm-hmm. they did yeah. pretty well, yeah, yeah they, they did. did. So I'm going to ask him three questions today regarding Minnesota and see okay. his knowledge base on his home state. Oh, he, right. he looks a little nervous. Though. <laughs> he, he's got a little nervous smile. I've, I've been here for like six years. So. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. So first question, sir. How many lakes does Minnesota really have? 10,000. Let's see the right answer. You're saying 10,000 is your answer. However, the answer is... 10,000 lakes. Is it really? Yeah. I have 10,000 lakes. 10,000 lakes. The state actually has 15,291 that are larger than 10 acres. I thought, I thought you were just joking. No, I, I thought he was joking too. Oh my gosh. That's some crazy stuff. That's, That's walleye in the world. Great lakes. Oh my. That's why the, you know, the Lakers were called the Lakers because they originated in yes. Minneapolis. Yes. George Mikan. George Mikan days. Yes. You know? One of the greatest uh, centers of all time, yes. right? All right, sir. You got that one right. So congrats. 
question number two. Oh, this is going to be a fun one right mm. here. What U.S. fashion... I'm sorry. Let me rephrase that. What U.S. fashion craze started in Roseville, Minnesota in 1988? Oh my it God. started in a gym in Minnesota. This Spandex. U.S. Huh? No, no. Zubas. Zubas? What's, what's a Zuba? It's like those stripe workout pants. That's right. Zubas <laughs> pants. Is it, is it right? Yes. <laughs> I'm good, baby. Oh my gosh. Wait, can you? What, what is a Zuba? Yeah, what pants? is a Zuba? It's like these pants are like zebras and they are, they're loose and then they go tight at the bottom. So they're really wide oh, at the top. Oh, Zuba's pants. They were yeah, big that in was. The 80s. Dude, that was the. Yeah, 1988 is when they. Uh, Interesting. Early 90s also, I think. Okay. You don't see too many of those nowadays. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. All right. Last question, sir. Let's see if you know this question. Hollywood star Ryan Gosling. <laughs> is among the celebrities, along with generations of miners, farmers, and factory workers who have been spotted wearing what brand of Minnesota-made shoes? Minnesota-made shoes. Might have me on that one. Give me a minute here. Would you like me to repeat the question? Yes. Okay. Question number three. Hollywood star Ryan Gosling is among the celebrities along with generations of miners farmers and factory workers that's the clue who have been spotted wearing what brand of minnesota oh, made shoes some kind of boot some you're, kind there, of you're there Sorrels you're there you're there or sorrells you get one more guess sir not doc martens nah <laughs> i'll give you one more guess i thought it was sorrells no, so that would be my guess. That was uh, that was a really really good guess, and the Doc Martens were a really really good guess. <laughs> Steve Madden's? No. What is it? Red Wing boots. Oh, oh, oh yeah. That That's a classic sense. staple that does boot. Make sense, I didn't know that they were from Minnesota. I didn't either. That's amazing. Red Wing. I would affiliate with Detroit. True. That's true. True. Okay. Yeah. Just based on the based on the, the name. Logo, I mean, yeah. yeah. But I guess they originated in Minnesota. Uh -huh. Interesting. Interesting, right? Interesting. Stump me on one, man. Yes, sir. So, but Terrence, you got two out of three. Two out of three. Which is passing. <laughs> <laughs> so great job, great job. 67%. <laughs> Probably not good in the real world, but, you know, two to three for us is good on this show. Um, if it's above 50%, that's good. Awesome. Um, so, Terrence, we want to get to know um, a little bit more about you. Obviously, our audience does as well. Um, uh, Migs already told me a little bit of your background, uh, but I'd like you to elaborate on on you know your you coming over from Minnesota to uh, another state and then coming over here and your entrepreneur endeavor. So if yes. you'd like to give us a little background, that'd be great. Sure, sure. I came here in 2015, and I would come out to California to visit friends from time to time, and it would be so nice. The weather be beautiful, and then one February, I went back to Minnesota. And it was so cold <laughs> and my garage had got blocked in like the snow was like 10 feet high and i was just like that's it i'm out <laughs> <laughs> and i started putting the wheels in motion to move to california i just fell in love with it and you know the people the climate and and after so long my whole life and and frigid cold weather it was just time for a change right yeah. i mean I'm, I'm pretty sure did you did you graduate over there or did you go to school out there? I went to school okay. in Minnesota. Minnesota, okay. So when I came out here, I had to jump into the workforce. Mm -hmm. Okay. 
Biggs mentioned that you lived in Chicago. I was born in Chicago. Oh, I'm sorry, born in Chicago. Born in Chicago. Yeah. Born in Chicago. Yeah, I was okay. born in Chicago and moved to Minneapolis in my early 20s. Okay. So I really grew up there. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, but you know, I still have a soft spot for the Windy City as well. So it's it's kind of tough, you know. You just I, love the cold. I know. I went from <laughs> one cold, but Minnesota's cold. Is yeah, it's a different cold. Yeah. It's a different cold. But now, you know, I'm out here. Waves, sun, sandy Spoiled. beaches. And uh, I'm here to stay. This is home for me. Absolutely. I, I I grew up in Seattle, so the rain was kind of getting taking a toll on me too. Mm -hmm. So I so I moved to LA as Absolutely. well. Absolutely. And so. people say, "Oh, it's so expensive there." It's just some things money can't buy. You know, I'd rather spend more or pay more in taxes to live mm -hmm. a certain kind of lifestyle. Yeah, that works for me. That's mm -hmm. money I will spend. Yeah. Yeah. One hundred percent. Yeah. I think mentally for me, it's uh, the consistency in weather. Yes. That, that helps a lot too because you, you don't have to plan as much you just go out in shorts and in the winter time it's still okay right whereas in seattle you're like should i get an umbrella or should i not should i get a jacket should i take it <laughs> off like it, it, it plays you with know, my emotions sometimes though i miss my you know i want to wear turtlenecks and you know what Turtle I mean? <laughs> yeah the fashion you know, the, the fashion, fashion is on point you know, yeah i kind of miss some of my outerwear that's oh, yeah. been retired <laughs> yeah I, I still have trench coats coats that, that look really good on me it's like very fashionable neck okay, I, I come I completely agree with you though. Mix, I know you appreciate that fashion. I, I do. I love turtlenecks. I have, a, I have a few. You have turtlenecks here? I have one. You have one? I guess. Yeah. He's, he's had that for a long but time. But it was like a half turtleneck, you know? It was like a half one. Oh, you got to go uh, full turtle. Yeah. It was you can't not, go half. It's, it's not the one that you roll back. No, you, you got to roll you back. You cover your head with it. <laughs> <laughs> so, Terrence, you, um, you, you told me that you ran a, uh, a restaurant or you owned Oh, in Minneapolis. Yeah. I owned a he, restaurant, he restaurant called Babaloo which was based on uh, Ricky Ricardo and I Love Lucy oh, super kind cool. of take. It was a Latin Caribbean restaurant. Oh, wow. And uh, we opened in 2003. We unfortunately closed down in 2008. But uh, it was a great experience. Uh, I got to meet a lot of people. That's how I met a lot of Vikings. And, you know, Prince came and played at our club. That's so sick, dude. I got a what? picture of him actually. That's that showed you that picture. Yes, you I mean? did. Yes, but it you was kind did. of the back of his head because before he got up, he was like, "No pictures," and I yeah. was just like, "Yeah, right." I have to get one. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> "Well, so, that's a big deal, though." I mean, yeah, it's not just an ordinary restaurant. Well, it's we had live music, so so like we'd have the dinner hour, and then at a, at about ten o'clock, we'd have salsa bands or merengue mm. bands, and. He loves live music, yeah. so he he's in all kind of live music. So you would see him around town at different live music venues, just chilling in the back. You yeah. know, he's have his people he'd just be laying in the cut. And so he came a couple times, and then one time he brought his guitar. Oh man, what don't, a don't tell me, don't tell me he and played. He just wanted to jam with the with the band. That's that was the kind of dude he was, you know. Just wanted to jam with the and band. even at that time 2003 2008 to 2008 i mean he he was already oh, established yeah. as a legend oh, for sure you know, he loved minneapolis he, he stayed there i mean he had places out here and whatnot but that was home base that's what's up. and he supported the community that's like what's up. nobody else he did so many things that were under the radar that people didn't know about you know helping communities and and just didn't want any credit so that was kind of the highlight of my restaurant to a career like Prince played at my spot. That's, that's, yeah. <laughs> that's I can crazy. Take, I can tell my kids that. Musicology. <laughs> that's awesome.
but he was playing Latin music. <laughs> oh, <awesome>. good. <laughs> but that, I mean, that's so crazy. I mean, he's so talented that he could yeah. play anything, anything he wants to. Anything. Yeah, anything. That's tight. So the folks, imagine you're there having dinner and just partying, and you, you just stumble up on that. <laughs> it's like, is that, uh, you know, someone that's playing Prince, or is that right. really Prince? I, I wouldn't believe it if I walked in either. Yeah, man. So, you know, it, it, when, when he passed, man, it just hurt me to, my, to, to the core. Yeah. To the core, man. And I used to go out to Paisley for parties, and That's you know it's quite the scene to get invited out to Paisley. So it wasn't obviously an ordinary restaurant. What transitioned you out of there, and then you moved here? What was that? The recession of two thousand eight. Okay, mm. a lot of uh, restaurants went down. Mm. I mean, and ours was one of them. Yeah. And at that point, I, I was uh, I got into sales, so I went to work for a company called Intelligent Nutrients, and they were an organic health and beauty company uh, headed by uh, Horst Reckelbacher, who founded Aveda. Okay. So he was the godfather of the whole organic movement. Oh wow! And I he hired me as a consultant for business development for that brand, and he passed uh, in about 2014. Uh, prostate cancer I think part of it was due to um, all the years he worked in the hair industry back in like the 60s and 70s with all the aerosol oh yeah and, so, okay. and, and small confined places which was part and he got really sick during that time which part was part of his reason to formulate non-toxic products yeah. was for his, his health and went to India and uh, it, it was derived from Ayurveda uh, in India, hated Aveda and the Nexus history. He sold it to Estee Lauder for 300 million bucks. Dang. Wow. It started a new line. I worked for his new line. What was the new line? Intelligent Nutrients. Oh, Intelligent so Nutrients was, all, was the new it, line. It, it, okay. it was all organic. I mean, you could drink the shampoo. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. You could adjust it. It was made out of, it was plant and food based products. Oh, wow. Is it still oh, yeah. a, a company today? Oh, yeah. It, it still is. Yep. Intelligent New. I still stay in touch with the folks that work there. Based out of Minneapolis. As a matter of fact, I'm wearing their aroma right now. Nurture. Okay. I don't the know nature. if you guys can smell that. But. It's the nature of the jungle. Okay. <laughs> nurture. Okay. Nurture. Yeah, the, nurture. Right the nurture of the jungle. <laughs> yeah, hair care, skin care. By the way, we're looking for yeah. sponsorships. So if you want to reach out to us, <laughs> so, yeah. so we'll advertise. Yeah, please let us know. Let us know. <laughs> then came... California. Oh, uh, okay. And I, I was looking for a new opportunity, and, and that's how Migs and I met. Oh, was that that was after? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, snap. When I first got out of here, Blue Harbor. The Harbor. And I remember Migs was one of the people who I had the shadow. I was still kind of new at that time. <laughs> I was still a baby. Migs, but I knew he was good, man. Yeah. He was good. And he just had that flavor, you know. That yeah. The flavor, flavor is right. Yeah. Flavor in the I was banging like this. my Pandora when Tila <laughs> just shadowing me. I remember that day too. And, and so, I, you know, we, we built a, a great friendship. Yes, sir. And, and, and I'm just so proud of him. And I'm so proud to be here today with yeah. you brothers. Yeah. Thank you. Appreciate it. And then how did, how did you get into real estate then? I've always wanted to do it. It was one of those things, even when I was doing my restaurant, hmm. I wanted to do real estate. And it was like, I just never had the time to pursue it, but it was one of those things always in the back of my mind. Uh, it's just one of those things that, you know, you want to own property if you can. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to know more about it. And 
And what better way to know than to have a license to do all things real estate. So even though I was working uh, with at Blue Harbor uh, and then uh, Clear Lane with MIGS, I, I got my license while I was working oh, there. Perfect. You know, it's it kind of a side thing. Yeah. And I was doing it part time. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's just really hard to do it part time. Yeah. Uh, you, you have to give it your all. Mm -hmm. Put everything into it if you want the results that you absolutely need. And uh, I decided to leave, and uh, the rest is history. And I I'm loving what I'm doing. I love helping people. It's a beautiful thing. Was that was that tough for you? I think. I mean, I it, I, I, I don't mix mix. I think knows this, but I also have my real estate license. Mm -hmm. Awesome. I've never I've never activated it. See, I've never activated it though. So I've had it for two years. Um, and so I completely agree with you is if you want to do something like real estate, you pretty much have to do it 100%. And I think mentality wise, that's difficult for a lot of people to really commit to doing well, something like that. Sure. And part of the reason is it's commission only. Yeah. Mm. So you have to produce and, and that's the biggest fear. Yeah. What if I don't make it? I don't have that paycheck yeah. every two weeks. And especially if you have kids or family and they're depending on you to bring home hey you have andre that's right yeah. i was a single dad mm -hmm. so um it was hard for me to make that jump i had to really feel comfortable and be with the right team and have the right situation before i can make the jump so do you feel like you have that absolutely okay i'm, I'm with a great team i'm with uh compass oh okay which is the brokerage and i'm on a team called mwa and they they're phenomenal Great support. Um, we, we operate mostly out of Newport Beach, uh, Pacific Coast. They do, you know, up to $20, 30000000 million dollar yeah, higher, homes. Oh, so higher end. So, very, so higher end very real estate. Luxury, mm -hmm. luxury brand. Uh, and, so, you know, I, I like doing those kind of deals, but at the same time, you know, I, I want to work with the community and urban areas. Of course. That's, that, that's kind of more of my calling. What, so did you have a break even point that you had before you left the company to pursue real estate 100% or was it just kind of like, you know, I'm just going to get over this fear and then do it 100%? You know, everybody's timing is different. Yeah. And, you know, I'd been there at the company for about five years and it just got to the point you kind of know internally when it's yeah. time to make that move. Okay. I'm laughing because the moment I... Well, I was walking with T Large. We were going home. I don't know if you remember this, T. Yeah, I do. And I was like, hey, T, can I talk to you? And I was like, hey, um, I think uh, your boy, uh, your boy's, boy's about to bounce. And then I was like, oh, like, oh, man, I'm so happy for you. Obviously, you know, it's always supportive. <laughs> obviously, look at this. And then I was like, yeah, I was like, you know, I, just, I want, I, you were one of the people I wanted to, to really yeah. say something to because I, you know just the respect level i have for this man is just all, to the roof and then first thing first thing he says he goes makes me too <laughs> he's so like we were, our energy was on the same yeah it was on the same i was like wait what he goes yeah no like you know I'm, I'm working on the real estate stuff and and you know i'm 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 trying to get like my Instagram, you know, for that going stuff like that. It's like I'm 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 about to bounce too soon, you know. And I think a month or two after I left, that's when you fully dove two yeah. feet in yeah. in, in real estate. Yeah. And, and you know the thing about that company though, I met some of the best people 
at Clear Lane. Oh, 100%. We still are going to do fantasy football. You know, everything, you know, it was just a good group of guys. So it was hard for me to leave. It was really a difficult call. Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, But it was, you know, I'm an entrepreneur at heart. And the thing about real estate is it's your own business. Nobody tells you what time to punch in. Yeah. You get what you put into it. Mm -hmm. So did you get a lot of mentorship at Compass and that's why you, you felt more comfortable? Did you, did you... You know, go to different, you know, real estate companies, and then you decided. You no, know, they were the first. Oh wow! I had a relationship with um, the president of the team. As a matter of fact, our kids play basketball together. Oh, okay. Oh, cool. We're neighbors, so there was a personal relationship, and so I figured if I was going to go with anybody, I wanted to go with someone that I knew, that I trusted, that was very successful in the business already. Shout out to Rex McCown. Okay. Rex shout McCown. Out, shout out. Let's give him a. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I do want to. And so obviously we got some a little bit more time here um, before we jump into the next segment here. But the, the age old question right now during this market. Oh, is, ask a JP. Should I purchase a home? Yes. Right now? Oh, and I think this right is. Now yeah, is this is a million. Fire. Yeah, that's a million dollar question. It's a million it's, dollar question. It, it's on fire. Let me tell you, there's, there's some factors. Educate us. There's some factors. Demand is very high. So this there's buyers and sellers. In any market right now? Yes. Okay. Demand is very high. I'll tell you why demand is high. Okay. Just because I want people to hear this because I, I I have a lot of questions regarding In- Inventory this. is very low. That's so, the problem. So inventory is low because a lot of the sellers wanted to wait out COVID. They didn't know what was going on with COVID. So they didn't put their homes on the market like they normally would. So there's a lot of buyers out there. Mm. Prices are higher due to the, the fact demand is, is the high. Demand is high, inventory is low. So that's good for sellers. But let me tell you why it's great for buyers. We're at historic interest rates right now. Is so it zero? Historic, no. Two <laughs> percent or something? Under three. Under three. Under three. I mean, that's, that's for that's well qualified. You know, well qualified. Yes, okay. Yes. But I mean just to be you know, 2.7, able to get there is amazing. What was it last year? Um, it was low, but not that low. Like three and a half, four? Three and a half. Okay. And it fluctuates, you okay. know, based on what the, the market's doing, based on what interest rates are doing. But right now we're at historic lows. So that's fueling the, because you have all these buyers that are like, I want to take advantage of these rates to buy because I'm going to save tens of thousands of dollars over the life of my loan if I buy now. And buyers are looking for deals right now. But with no inventory, right? With the I lack know. of, I'm sorry, with the lack of inventory in the market, how are you able to pivot, you know, finding your buyer the house that they're looking for? You just have to look a little harder. And your offer has to be strong uh, because sometimes you would go into a multiple offer kind of situation. So you, you really have to come do your homework make sure you put the present your your buyer in the best light to that seller so for people like me i was thinking about purchasing a home this year but i'm always thinking about what about covid um and i and i've talked to a few other people and they're thinking the same thing you know i want to wait for some foreclosures to happen uh, because of covid um and it, it like i mentioned earlier in the show uh, the second stimulus package hasn't been set yet and the new heels act is something that um, 
you know, I, I don't think is going to pass. And the New Heels Act doesn't include the uh, eviction and mortgage moratoriums. Mm-hmm. Um, here in California, I know that Gavin Newsom has extended that out to September, um, which is great. But I think the fear for me to purchase a home now is what if I lose out because of all these foreclosures that could happen, you know, within the next year. So, oh, what, so you're what, saying that you right, wanted to back a cheap, wait. you want to wait so you can, you can find any foreclosure that could possibly be at the lowest price point. Sure. And I, and I, and I say this because, you know, I, I lost my home in 2008 when that crashed. And so I don't want to make the same exact mistake um, that happened to me, but the housing bubble popped, interest rates were at an all time low during that time. So that's the reason why people um, started purchasing a lot of homes and, you know, obviously a lot of different rules back, back then, yeah, a lot, of, a lot of bad rules, Yeah, back bad then. rules back <laughs> then. You could just fake your income and still uh, be able to qualify and all that stuff too. But that is my, my main thing is, uh, worry is that I'm going to miss out on some of these homes that, that could be valued at a lot lower. If I purchase now, my home could also be valued at a lot lower because of all the floor closures and short sales that are happening in my area. I think as far as the economy goes, jobs are coming back now, and I'm hoping that the government will get their act together and make sure that people can stay in their homes because this is no fault of their own. Uh, unemployment in like April and May skyrocketed, you know, because we're mm-hmm. on lockdown. Now mm-hmm. it's actually coming back, which is good. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't think we're going to shut it off again, but I'm hoping that the government will extend the help to homeowners and renters to see them through this and eventually we get through this. Um, so, you know, I was thinking that we'd see a heavy impact now and it just hasn't happened. The market's on fire. Buyers are buying, sellers are selling. Uh, and, and and we just haven't seen that drop off. Mm. And so I'm hoping that continues to be, I'm gonna, be a glass half full guy. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, and hope we make it through. Uh, and the government—I mean, if they have to spend more, spend it. Yeah. You know, just do it. Get it done. Uh, that's what you're elected to do. And if they would just—I don't want to go there, but you know, the whole political thing. No, you can but, go yeah. there if you want. Well, well Terrence, <laughs> we're going to take a little break, but actually that is where I want to go in the next segment. Oh, um, no. I want to play the what if scenario. <laughs> yeah. If things happen this way versus that way. So when we come back more on Terrence State Real Estate. Great time to sell. You are listening to Kickspot. You are listening to Kickspot. All right. And welcome back to the Kickspot. Thank you for listening. Kickspotters. We really appreciate it. Uh, before the break, uh, we were talking to real estate guru terrence in the house here and um he was talking about how it was a seller's market yes um, which is very interesting uh because of everything that's going on uh, with covid um do do you have anything to add on to sure there's there's a couple other factors um you know with the pandemic and everyone being at home individuals are finding out that their homes are really small or they need more space as they're Mm -hmm. doing home offices or they're just in the house all the time and they're like man this is not as roomy as i thought it was or they're they're just because you're there their mate so so (laughs) that's a whole another segment of the market that's looking to maybe for something with a extra room for that home office as companies are having their employees work from home for the foreseeable future huh what about um, with unemployment, you know, obviously at a high, mm-hmm. d- 
do you still get those people to ask questions about purchasing? Here's, with unemployment, I mean, you have to have a job to, to qualify for a mortgage. So I'm hoping that the unemployment rate will continue to drop. I mean, it was, you know, in April and May, it was off the charts. And, 14%. and so now we're, exactly, mm -hmm. now, we're, now we're opening back up again and, and, and companies are bringing folks back on and I hope that continues and the rates go lower and lower. We, we just have to handle this pandemic. And once that's handled, everything will really go back to normal. But, you know, in California was doing great. And then all of a sudden, we kind of had a speed bump here. And so I hope that we continue to move in that trajectory of lower unemployment. Yeah. As I, we open the economy. I do want to play that what if scenario again. And okay. this is this kind of a hypothetical Today is July 29th, it's a Wednesday, and on Monday, Monday July 27th, um, you know, the Heals Act, I think it was yesterday actually, Heals Act was actually written and created by the Republican uh, Party, and ironically enough, they did not include the eviction mortgage moratorium, which I find very odd, um, considering unemployment is still high. Um, on the Democratic side, uh, the HEROES Act uh, did include the eviction and, and mortgage moratorium. And regardless of, of your political views, Republican or Democrat, I think this is just a serious issue sure. um, all across the board that, the, that these two things weren't included um, in, in the mix. So let's just say hypothetically that the HEALS Act for some reason did pass mm -hmm. um, in California uh, you know, Gavin Newsom did extend it to September. Let's say that he doesn't um, extend it for some odd reason. What does that look like to you in the real estate market from then, from the six uh, month mark and then the year year mark? Well, let's hope that when the final product comes out, because right now I, I, I do believe that the Republican Senate is working on that side. They have to go to the House. Yes. And, and, and merge. merge. Yeah, yeah. So there's no way the House is going to let it go without that probably being back in. Mm. So they've got to negotiate. And and I'm hoping that it will be included in the final bill for the president to sign. Yeah. He needs to sign it because it's for his political well-being as well. I mean, if people are getting kicked out on his watch in mass numbers, that's not good. Yeah. So Absolutely. I'm hoping that you know, once all the wrangling and posturing uh, is done, at the end of the day, they get something done that'll help people stay in their homes. Yeah. And that would alleviate a lot of the issues uh, that, that you speak of. Now, let's say that it doesn't though, and you are in the segment um, where it's, you know, million dollar homes. Um, you know, I think only one of us has a million dollars here. <laughs> <laughs> Not me. Oh, not me. Uh, I'm just joking. But um, um, so, I mean, I, I look at that as like, man, you have to have a lot of cash flow and, and cash to be able to purchase these luxury homes. Um, but let's just say that it it doesn't pass the, the, you know, the mortgage moratorium. What happens at that point within your market segment? In the luxury market, it probably won't impact as much. But as far as working class folks that you know really need that it's going to impact them more. yeah and it'd be a shame if that would happen but i'm hoping that uh, the economy continues to grow and, and businesses continue to bring folks back mm -hmm. and and they can pay their rent and they can pay their mortgage that's the key 
the economy has to continue to improve. Um, and government has to make sure that's why we elect them to solve problems. Yeah. And they need to get to the business of solving problems, especially for middle class folks. Yeah. So for beginners of the real estate industry, when you talk about um, that the luxury market would not get impacted, what would be the reasons why? They just have more means, more money yeah. to ride ride this through. Mm. Yeah. That's, that's what I, exactly yeah. what I They're was They're not thinking. living paycheck to paycheck. Yeah. yeah. What about the people that own? I, you're not in necessarily in the commercial market, are you? You do no. do you sell apartment complexes and all that. Um, I'm more residential. Okay. But I just know as more companies shift to a home-based kind of employment situation, that's going to impact commercial real estate because they probably won't be needing as much office space mm. if if that trend continues. So what other trends do you see or what other trends are you are you seeing in the next six to 12 months as we go through the pandemic? You know what I'm I'm loving these millennials, man. <laughs> That's who they're, they're the ones that are looking now. They're the ones that are first time home buyers. And I'm working with a lot of them and it's so rewarding. Is it uh, easier or, or difficult to work with? It's millennials? more exciting. OK, you know, um, it's your first home and, you know, you just getting out there and, and, and to be able to assist them in, in that life-changing moment so they can build generational wealth. That's what it's all about. That's, that brings me great joy. And um, they're looking, and they're hungry, and they want it because, you know, a lot of them have stayed home, mm -hmm. lived with mom and dad, and socked away a little money, so they've, they've got money for down payment. Speaking of which, that's one of the biggest misconceptions <laughs> for uh, home ownership is down payment. Explain they, that. Most people think, oh, you know, especially in California, the prices are a little higher. Oh, I've got to have 20% down. Uh, you know, I can't save that much money. Who's got 20%? There's so many good programs out there right now where you can, not, there's FHA programs, but there's also conventional programs. You only need 3%. 3% all day. Do you know the all day. Does that raise the interest rate though? Rates are so low now, it doesn't really impact it that much. It'll, a little bit more, but it's still historically low. Hmm. And, you know, these lenders have to do a better job of letting communities know that you can access a home and access this money without 20% being hmm. uh, put up front. And also, uh, credit. That's another main factor. I mean, you don't have to have perfect credit to be able to qualify for a home. You can still qualify with less than stellar credit. And the rates are so low, you're still going to get a decent rate, even if your credit sucks. Let's say, okay, let's play the numbers out then. Let's say I have average credit. I don't know what that would be. Seven, 650. Seven, let's say 650. Yeah, okay. 650. 650. And then I uh, want to purchase a an average median uh, house in, mm -hmm. let's say, LA County is about 650,000. <laughs> yeah. Right? So I would need 3% of that. You couldn't do that with uh, the, the limit is about 560. 560K? Okay. So it has to be below to qualify for that 3%. Okay. So if I wanted an ideal place, I'd be typically out in the San Bernardino, Bernardino um, Valley area? You, you out here in, in Orange California. County, I mean, there's uh, Liso Viejo, Mission Viejo, Garden Grove, um, Santa Ana, Costa Mesa. You're, you're probably looking at a condo or a townhouse. Okay. More so than single family, which is fine. But they're out there. Those deals are out there. There's mm -hmm. there's deals out there for 350, 320, 
really nice deals in Santa Ana. So out of nice your neighborhoods, out of, out of your portfolio, what, what percentage would you, would you say, you know, since you've been doing this for a while now that you've helped, you know, somebody that's looking for a house with that particular um, parameters? I focus on communities, urban communities. That, yeah. You know, we, we've just been left behind. That's the bottom line. And home ownership is the gateway to prosperity. Yeah. When you die, you can pass it on. You know, so, you know, our parents that, that, that rented their whole, what did they leave us? So you, you're already starting at a disadvantage. It, you mentioned the urban areas. Are there any tax breaks uh, purchasing a home in there, an urban area? There, there's programs, there's, op there's zones, there's... Um, uh, and each county has different programs and, okay. and each lender has different programs, but people just need to explore them and not feel that they just can't do it. Mm. They just can't go there. And, and the bottom line is they need to go there. They have to. So, That's what's going to build up, com especially communities of color. Yeah. So we're I mean, behind. We're way behind. Home ownership is so low in comparison to our, our white counterparts. JP, yeah. before you ask that question, let me ask you in regards to that, right? Because um, you were speaking, you know, people of color and, and minorities. How evident is redlining still to this day? Not as much. Okay. Because there's laws against it now. Okay. But the impact of it from back right. when okay. Maybe I still impact us yep. today. Mm -hmm. Because we were just shut out back then. So our parents couldn't make those moves for us mm -hmm. because it's all about passing it to the next generation you see so if they were being held back we were at a disadvantage coming in so well, I, we need to flip that especially now with everything that's going on you know with the empowerment uh with everything that happened with george floyd and we just have to look take a look at systemic poverty racism all of it and deal with it mm -hmm. and these lenders need to step up and do all that they can to get these uh urban areas communities of color uh into homes so they own you're not gonna burn down your own home no no so, but so if you're renting you, i mean you don't care you, you'll burn that down it's i don't i don't have any stake yeah you don't you see mm -hmm. so i want to dig deep into that too so statistically in the urban areas the housing um the value of homes are typically a lot lower yes uh, unfortunately um and at this rate but that could change you know neighborhoods go through different changes yeah i, I want to so, talk about that just because um obviously if there isn't a change then the income ga gap uh, increases significantly between you know another area versus uh, an urban area how do you make sure that it does change how, how do you how do you create market value in the urban areas i think in communities if you own the communities you own the homes in the community you're going to take care of them better you know it, it will improve and as a homeowner you're getting appreciate it's going to appreciate uh, you're getting tax breaks so so there's just positives uh to home ownership and you just take more pride you just take more pride in the neighborhood and and, and and it will improve. You know, it may not improve at the level of others, but you know, there's still growth. So I'm I'm in the millennial generation where I always have this mindset where I'm just so busy to do um, 
you know, research all these things. You mentioned some of the, the tax incentives and all that as well. If I hire you on as a real estate agent, do you take care of all of that for me or is it something that I still have to research on my own? I will educate you and tell you and guide you. I have a fiduciary responsibility to do so as a realtor. You know, what, looking at your situation, uh, what, what's the best thing for you uh, and in your purchase, in your journey to purchase a home. Awesome. But you still want to know what's going on, you know, do mm -hmm. your research. Absolutely. Um, with the trend of uh, people working more remotely now, do you find that people are not necessarily looking for more of the populated areas anymore since they can't necessarily, I, I, I enjoy living in LA because I could go out all the time. Now I feel like I'm just at home and why am I paying $2,500 of rent, rent for a one bedroom apartment um, in Koreatown when I, could be purchasing, when I could be purchasing a home and paying almost yeah. the exact same thing. Yeah. And, you know, I would have like my own, own house and I would own that property. But do you find that people are looking outside of the major cities now because they don't have to, they can work remotely? I think so. Because typically you want to be close to work. Mm -hmm. and the commute, you know, you know how traffic is out here. If you can work from home, you don't necessarily have to be close to that office, which might be in a city. So therefore, you know, it alleviates the need to be close. Um, and so a lot of uh, buyers are looking to move out more suburban uh, areas as a result of, uh, uh, you know, what COVID brought on and the changes um, as far as uh, workspace. Yeah, I've, I've, I've seen that a lot, especially I think in the San Francisco area. New York as well. New York as well, where I've, I'm hearing a lot of our friends saying like, hey, I think since, you know, and, and all of the tech companies are saying Google, Facebook, that you guys don't have to come back until July of next year. Yeah. So people are becoming smarter and, and saying, okay, if that's the case, well, I'm just gonna leave my apartment and go back home to mom and dad until July, save me some money so I can buy a house. So I'm, I'm guessing that's you're seeing a lot plan. of that right now. <laughs> right, right? Like, if you're gonna go home, mm -hmm and be with mom and dad, sock your money away. Yep. Don't spend it on clothes, mm -hmm. you know. I mean, you spend some of it on clothes, but don't go, you know, save. That's why you're there. Mm -hmm. You know, you're not there to blow that money. You're there to save money so you can get into the real estate game. Be a homeowner. That's what it's all about. So do you educate, like, especially the millennials, right? What is your biggest message to millennial buyers? Start young, Just jump in now, because it's gonna appreciate over time. So the longer you have it, the more it appreciates. And um, if you, you know, if you have the means, if you're working, why rent? You're, you're paying somebody else's mortgage renting. True, commercial mortgage. You know, you're paying a landlord. You're, you're not, get, that money's not benefiting you, it's going right out, your, right out the door. So if you can, and it's easy to qualify, which most people don't seem to know this, but uh, you, you need to do it. It's a smart move. I read a statistic that millennials, 27% um, of millennials are looking to purchase homes. Um, and that's a very low statistic from 10 years ago, where it was about 52%. Um, and really the statistic was based off the fact that they got to see the housing bubble and 
then they go through an, uh, a pandemic. Yes. So the millennial generation has been really screwed up mentally with, you know, promised jobs after they graduate college. And then even the 2020 graduates now, um, you know, they spend money on their tuition and what kind of job opportunities uh, do they have? So the new generation of folks are just kind of looking at things differently. But um, I'm glad you're, you're reassuring millennials like myself to say, you know, just if you can save up, save up and then, you know, uh, purchase a home later on. And the key is you don't have to save as much as you think. Mm -hmm. I think that's a big that was the key. That was the key. It's hard to save, especially living in California, you know, 20 percent for a lot of folks is just difficult to do. So three is a lot less than 20. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, on 100,000, three, 3,000 versus 20,000. 40 to six, from six to 40,000, but, 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 that's completely but, different. But the thing is the lenders is almost, it's like they should be blaring this from the rooftops because people just don't know. Yeah. Are they being more strict though because um, of the unemployment rate? You know, I'm not going to say they're being more strict. I just think they need to do a better job of marketing. And especially, you know, millennials and, you know, reaching, doing more outreach to that segment, which their big hang up is, is savings for the most part. In Seattle, if you purchase, if you're a first time home buyer, um, you can actually take a state course. Um, and the state course is managing your finances correctly so that oh, you can make these, these payments. And if you do take the uh, course and you do pass, then you get a way lower interest rate than everybody really? else. Really? That's yeah. great. I was wondering if California has something you know, like that. I haven't heard of that, but it's definitely something uh, to look into. Yeah. I mean, I, I lost my home in 2008, so I wouldn't qualify for something like that, which sucks. Um, unfortunately, you could, even though you 2008, that's a long time ago. I mean, you, you know, you've probably reestablished your credit since then. Yeah. 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 I was going to say that, um, going through a week long course and losing a home, um, <laughs> I've learned a really valuable lesson on managing my finances effectively so that this never happens again and just be smart with my investments. So that education was a, a really big educational experience for me. So that's the best teacher. <laughs> yeah, fail, <laughs> failure significantly. Yeah. Yeah, best teacher. And then uh, working on the grind again. You know, so but that was back in the day. I was in 08. So right, and, and everybody took a haircut in 08. Yeah, on all levels. So don't feel bad. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, that's pretty much all the questions I had. Like that was really good. Like you know, I think educating Terrence educating us on the trends and reassuring millennials i think was a was a big big key to this topic and this conversation because it it is it is fearing when we were trying to get this house you know one of the conversations i was having with sappy was babe like like i don't think we have 20 percent to put down you know like it's it was in a it was a very tough conversation and if i knew that back in the day i think we would have done it sooner we would have we would have done it sooner it took i think I think it took like five, six months to find a house. Mm -hmm. I think we went through, I think, 60 homes. And this is a great home, by the way. Thank you. Thank you. It's it's a modest home for first time home buyers, you know, and hopefully we upgrade and then in the future. We're starting with the kitchen, you know. But well, when you're ready, I'll be waiting. Oh, Tealers, you already have my business. Don't even worry about it. Wait till next year when this thing pops up. Start off, sending you, you listings know? next week. <laughs> Macy, I heard you were looking already. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, but like it, 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 it's true. It's just it's very reassuring to know that there's resources out there. Yes. And for you millennials out there that do not know all of the resources, we have a perfect resource right here, yes. Mr. Terrence Large. He will guide you. He will educate you. And you can just you have the sense of he just cares. And I think that's the biggest differentiator. Thank you. And I do, man. I love what I do. I love improving people's lives and helping them grow. It, it, I just get satisfaction in it. That's what's up. Be before we head to the break, I want you to answer this question for me. Um, are people looking at a certain type of house now versus before COVID? You, you mentioned that people are looking for more space. Are they looking for like a, a den where they can work out of, or is there something else that, that they're they're looking at? People based on the, the pandemic are just spending more time at home than we've ever spent at home. Yeah. So therefore you want it to be more comfortable. Uh, so size, you know, if you can get something a little bigger with an extra room for that home office or outdoor space, uh, uh, just a patio to just go out and, yeah and, and, and chill uh is more desirable because you're spending so much more time at home so are, yeah. are there is is there a huge trend then right now uh as far as remodeling houses i was gonna ask that question too. Uh, is is have you seen yes. a, a huge trend on that because you're adding value to the home anything you do to improve your home you're adding value so it's an investment in you in your home but is it also because you're bored you can't do anything. <laughs> like that's what I would be. That's, I, you know that's what, exactly that's what I and did. You're tired of looking at it the way it is. No, because you're in there I guess. all the time. You're like, okay, we need to like upgrade. Because oh. my problem right now is I don't have an office, and my office is literally right there where Genu sits. Right. I don't have an office here. Right. And I don't like going outside. Right. I need like a room. Exactly. See, he's so that he's might be motivation for you. Mix. I am complaining. You need you need an extra room. I do. For this, she's gonna get a new kitchen, and I just I'm all I'm asking is a. Room. a room especially with what you're doing t Lush, do you know the second room there's three rooms in this house mm -hmm. the second room is her closet oh my god Mix. one room her closet turned into a closet man most people are living happy in a wife happy life most people are living <laughs> in we're a not there yet. we're engaged right now <laughs> most people are in an apartment oh. and then you're like i have a yard and i'm complaining about having a yard right now i'm complaining and not having an office i would yes. die for a yard but, right now <laughs> but you know what i'm finding a lot of uh millennials are are really going for condos hmm. because they're just lower price point yeah and what about the hoa fees though um you know yeah. it varies you know but you, sometimes you get a lot of amenities with those you yeah. know pool sauna <laughs> uh you know trash water sometimes so it, it's just based on the amenities you get but the, the, the hoa you know do you want to cut grass you know and do those sorts of things uh that's what the hoa takes care during of. a pandemic i'll do anything <laughs> yeah. i mean i i was actually gonna i was looking at a, a townhouse um in, in k-town mm -hmm. across from the Walter, and it's about five hundred sixty thousand, and the thing that turned me off was the eight hundred dollar HOA fee. Oh, 800? 800? Oh, and I was man. like, okay, so you got a that's, gym, and then there's heavy. a rooftop. Is there a pool? There's a small pool. No. And that's it. And I was. I like, wouldn't recommend anyone not. spend that much on an HOA. What's an average HOA cost? Three hundred. Three. I mean, that four. seems high. That three seems to four high. Or five. You know, but it depends on it. if you're going into a luxury kind of situation. It's going to be a little bit more. But the average, I would say, is in the threes to fours. Yeah, your mortgage is what, 26, 3,000 yep. plus 300? Yep. That's 3,300. Yep. It's still, in a lot of cases, less than what you will pay for rent. Mm. 
So in LA, in Orange County too. Uh, true. If you're living off Jamboree, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I was like, "Where's that?" Okay, never mind. Yeah. I, I know exactly where that is. Oh man, right by UCI. <laughs> <laughs> well, Terrence, uh, we're gonna take a little break, and when sure. we come back, uh, I do want to ask you questions about how you're handling uh, showing homes during COVID and what sure. kind of regulations that that you're abiding by. Um, with all these things, things going on. So when we come back, we'll talk about that. Yep, yep. You are listening to Kickspot. You are listening to Kickspot. And we're, we're back. back. <laughs> <laughs> um, so just want to recap, you know, T Large's episode here, Mr. Terrence Large, yes, real sir. estate extraordinaire. Thank you, uh, man. Or- Orange County, Newport Beach. Yes. Real estate extraordinaire for all you people out there looking for a house. Terrence Large, call him. I can DM you his number. Awesome, uh, thank you, Max. But uh, we, you know, we've we've talked about a lot of things. We've we've talked about a few of you know um, the Heels Act. Uh, we've talked about trends. Uh, we've talked about T Large perspective just in the entire real estate industry as a whole. Uh, where it's going, where it's been, um, how you know it's it's changed during COVID, and we're going to extend that conversation uh, on this on this third part. And Gino Scott actually got a pretty good question going on uh, right now. So you want to go and ask it, JP? Yeah. So as uh, businesses are kind of rearranging how they conduct business during the pandemic, um, I'm sure there are some COVID real estate guidelines yes. that are out there. So if I am wanting to uh, purchase a home or even look at a home, what is the process that I have to go through? So first of all, it's about safety. And so therefore there's documentation that you, the buyer needs to sign Mm. basically saying that you don't have COVID. You haven't been exposed to COVID. Uh, when you get into the house, you won't touch anything. Uh, we can't do open houses anymore. Like where there's just anybody can come in pretty much. Everything is by appointment now. So you just don't have, you know, many people in one small space. And, and that makes sense. I'm, I'm all about that because it's about safety first. So it's just a little more paperwork, but you know, it's not really that big a deal, but that's really the only change is just the uh, disclosures you need to sign prior to entering the home that you're interested in buying. Do they need to wear any masks or? Yes, yes okay. you do. You need to wear masks. Everybody needs to mask up. What about virtual showings? Virtual showings, yeah. That's actually, uh, our company was doing, you know, we were like, Compass is like a tech company and a real estate company. So we were actually on that tip before COVID. Mm -hmm. And so now it just goes right into our wheelhouse. Uh, Same with MWA. Um, On pretty much most of the listings, there will be a virtual uh, viewing that you can do uh, on that particular uh, property. So a lot of folks don't necessarily want to go into someone else's home, uh, especially if it's uh, being occupied. Um, if it's vacant, you know, it's, it's a little easier, but we just have to, uh, when, it's, when it's occupied, we just have to let the tenants know that, you know, we're coming through at this time and, you know, they leave. And that, that was normal anyway, but even more so now with uh, the pandemic. So they have to leave? Well, they don't have to, but, you know, the less people around, the better mm-hmm. in a yeah. enclosed space. 
So do you do you do a temperature check as well too when they come yeah. or it's they, they, they have just fill out a form? They just fill out a form. We oh, we, well. we take them at their word. Oh well, that's a lot of trust. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's insane. And where do they But you know what? We we keep social distance though. Okay. So when when I'm taking clients to view a home, they go in first, I stand back. So we have masks. So we're we're adhering to the the state guidelines even while we do that. So social distancing, everything. Yes, absolutely. Everything. Still. You can you can look at a house, you know, without being in someone's space. Wow. I like to do it that way anyway. I, I like for people to experience the home on their own without any input from me whatsoever because they have to feel it. You know, it's about them. I'm just there to answer questions. Wow. Where, where do they get this form? Uh, I send it to them. Okay. Oh, okay. And they e-sign it, you know, so everything everything is DocuSign now and e-sign. Yeah. So this is a lot easier. It, you know, technology, yeah. is, is it, it, it got pushed forward. So these were things that were happening uh, that were gonna be the norm down the road. Now with the pandemic, it just accelerated, accelerated everything. Do you get worried that with technology and innovation that could put the real estate agents um, jobs at risk? You know, a, a computer can't do what I do. Um, it can. I embrace technology. It it, it uh, makes everyone's job easier. You have. The clients more informed. They can do a lot of their research, but at the end of the day, you need that person to guide you through the process. Uh, it, it's a big move. It's probably one of the most important transactions you'll do in your life, and you just want someone there uh, that can guide you through all the paperwork and explain to you what everything means. And, and uh, there's always going to be uh, space for people. And I, and I strongly believe that because when it comes to sales, I mean, you, you and I know this 100%. It's you have to have that emotional attachment. Yes. And with buying a house, there's no bigger emotional yeah. attachment on buying a home, especially if it's your first home, mm -hmm. you know. And, you know, like just, just like you, you as a realtor, knowing that person, getting to know that person through the process, answering questions, finding the little nooks and crannies that they're looking for. There's still value in that in today's like modern yes. age technology that no computer Absolutely will not. ever provide. Absolutely. 100% with that. I, I think in the future that it could go that route though. I think technology could be at a point where it can detect human emotions and that, you know, there, there's a lot of things out there right now too with, um, customer service reps and they're actually robots and they sound like a real human being and that is a scary thought I think it is yeah mm -hmm. very very scary thoughts so let me die first before uh, okay. all that happened <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, hopefully, <laughs> hopefully I don't yeah we won't have to deal with yeah that. hopefully I don't get to that, see that in know? my generation because yeah. obviously my degree wasn't worth it um, I should have <laughs> mm -hmm. went into more of the software engineering side exactly make, made the technology and said and you know become a CEO of that but um, yeah I, I do think that in the future uh, that that would be the market, especially if um, kids nowadays are, um, you know, communicating through text messages. Um, I would imagine that as a real estate agent, that the younger the, the generation is, that they're not necessarily talking to you over the phone. They're right. more emailing or, um, you know, texting, you know, you know, their questions to you. So that is what I'm afraid of in the future. Um, and hopefully it doesn't happen during my, right. my but, lifetime. But, you know, that 
actually makes the process go smoother, the different mediums of communication. Yeah. Um, because you can text me at any time. Say, for instance, you wake up at 11, and if I'm up and you text me, I'm responding. You know, whereas if it was a phone call, it'd be different. You right, know what I mean? right. So um, it can be very helpful to the process. Yeah. Um, but at some point, you know, you, you have to have that human emotional attachment, as, as Mig said. Uh, it, it, it's just mandatory. You have to have that. Has uh, companies like Zillow and I think it's a Redfin, mm -hmm. um, have those companies affected the real estate market? Or with it, the it agents? Gives, it gives, and actually Compass, the company I work for, is a competitor to, to both of them. We, yeah. we have a, a website, www.compass.com, and we're getting as much traffic as those sites uh, on our wow. uh, platform. That's huge. But um, it just gives consumers more information. You know, and they can kind of do a lot of the initial weeding out uh, of the process on their own. Mm -hmm. So when it's time to go look at properties, they, they already know kind of the top five, you know, they've checked it out. <laughs> um, so, you know, uh, again, I embrace technology. Uh, we, we can't. It's here. It's going to be here. You can't fight it. Do you, you ever you use it to your advantage? Yeah. To that point, do you ever go on those sites and then figure out um, if the homeowner is actually wanting to sell the homes and stuff and not getting real estate representation? Do you ever contact those people and yes, say, hey, I could represent absolutely. you? Because now that's a great point. Uh, actually, individuals, they have the power. So I'm getting calls from just individuals saying, hey, I want more information on this property. And they haven't talked to anybody else. Mm -hmm. So I say, oh, well, you know, are you working with anyone? And usually they aren't because they're they're searching on their own. Yeah. So um, that's actually a really good thing for the business. Um, it's a, a way to get new customers. Do you, um, you know, if you're going to purchase a home, technically you don't need a real estate license, right? Um, to purchase, you don't, not at all. Yeah, you don't, you don't need a, a license. So let's say that I am an investor and I want to purchase a few homes. What would be the advantage of me teaming up with a real estate agent instead of me doing it independently? We have access to the MLS, which is not uh, accessible to the public and it's just for realtors. Uh, and we see everything real time, even like Zillow and Redfin, uh, they don't get their inf they get their information from the MLS. So sometimes there's a lag. Mm. Um, and so we, we see things first. So as an investor, it's all about getting there first. And so if you're working with a realtor, a lot of times we can find things that you can't find on your own. Is, is, you get a lot of analytics from the MLS and... Yes, they've invested tons uh, into data and analytics. So, you know, every everything you're looking for is at your fingertips yeah. for the most part. Let's get into some fun stuff here. So what are some frustrations that you have <laughs> with, um, you know, people that are from the buyer side, for example, let's switch it from buyers yeah. and sellers. What are some frustrations or pet peeves, pet peeves uh, <laughs> that you have seen? It doesn't have to be necessarily from you or some dumb maybe your, you get asked. Maybe your real estate agent friends have talked to you about these, these Vance, things as well too. From, some stuff. from the buyer side, what, what would those be? You know, it's, it's the buyers that, 
don't have their finances in order that think they want to buy. So there's a, a, a process, and before I take anyone out, are you pre-qualified? I need to know that because they'll take you all over the place. <laughs> looking at this house, looking at that house, and then the money's not right. And you've pretty much wasted your time. So the first thing I want to know is how you're paying for this house. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you kind of have to get straight to the point, you know? So, and, 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 and I have great lender relationships so if they don't have that piece together i refer them to my loan officer here that i work with uh -huh. and then once he takes care of that part then we go out but you know it's just people that just want to go out and look and and don't have all their ducks in a row per se so let's just say for example just for easy math i get pre-approved for five hundred thousand dollars mm -hmm. so you're showing me houses are you showing around that range or are you showing the only houses below five hundred thousand? a little above a little, a little above. above because you can always negotiate down okay i was gonna so ask that question my goal is to give you as many options as possible and you never know what a seller situation is even though they're asking 515 they may have a job in another city that they need to get to. So when you offer that five or that four or five, they'll take it. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. you always uh, give the customer or client as many options as possible, but you don't go too far out where it's something that they just can't attain. Well, with, what, with their financing. What about So one of my favorite shows is uh, Million Dollar Listings on Bravo. That's like, you know, I met Josh Altman. Um, I met his brother, <laughs> Matt Altman. You did. Um, Matt Altman is uh, a friend of mine's um, sister's husband. Uh -huh. So super cool. We've been at his house, yeah. you know, um, right there off of Wilshire. Um, but how real is that show? You know, I think uh, it's as far reality as TV. It's reality TV. I, I, I think Some a lot of it on. is... is and not as real as it looks really I, I i believe so. are the price of the homes real i think that's real okay i think that's real but okay. the processes how they do it it's 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 not as it just seems too easy it just seems too good to be right. true on yeah. those you know but but you know the cool thing ab about those shows is you know they expose people to the world of real estate and and sometimes that could be good and bad it's not all flashy you know, Ferraris and Rolls Royces, you know, the average agent is rolling like that. You know what yeah. I mean? So, and, and it is hard work. You got to grind. No, I mean, they grind. And, and, I, I, and, I'll give that. And, and, um, you know, a lot of the deals don't go through sometimes, you know what I mean? Whereas on the show, everything seems to kind of tie up into a nice, I mean, that probably, is, I'm guessing that's like one out of the 20 that didn't go through. Right. <laughs> they, they show the, probably the better ones. Yeah. So. yeah. 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 I mean, I wouldn't watch a show if nobody's coming out to the open house. So <laughs> <laughs> that'd be the most boring real estate. Well, well now they can't do open houses. So, yeah, uh, yeah, but they probably filmed the last season before. COVID. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. They did for sure. Yeah. So what about from the buyer side? Any pet peeves that you have from uh, the buyer side? You know, like oh, I no, said, we, no, not yeah. buyers. We, we did buyers. The oh, seller, the seller side. The seller, seller side. side, you know, it's like right now is the time to sell. Don't wait. Oh, well, I want to wait and see what happens because of COVID. Right now is the best time for buyers in years because of inventory and the things that I stated before. So you Demand. can get more. 
buyers are in the driver's seat. I mean, sellers, I'm sorry, as far as, but the buyers are in the driver's seat too because of interest rates. So it's a win-win for both. Oh. But, but for, for sellers who are on the fence, get off the fence because now is the time you'll you, you put the, the the time that you put your house on the market is shortened in the last quarter so what's that average uh, number of days um you know less than 30 less that's than fast. 30. that's fast that's crazy and and that's just due to the inventory situation there's just not as many mm -hmm. so the ones that are, are on the market people are looking at them okay that's awesome and so T-Large, so, you know, wanted to kind of get in your, in your mindset, where are you looking to go from here? Like where's Terrence's largest <laughs> real estate business since you are an entrepreneur? Short, short term and long term. Short term you know, and long term. I think they need a brother on a million dollar listing. Hey. Ooh. <laughs> I need to represent so that the youth out there can see. Mm. I can do that too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 100%. I can be a million dollar. I mean, you're doing it right now. Real estate now. agent. And Newport see Beach. that the masses, we, we, we're not represented. We need to be represented on those shows. Okay. Or we need to create our own show. Mm -hmm. But yeah. it needs to happen. Uh, but yeah, just helping people, you know, continue to uh, inspire, mentor. Um, uh, I have a passion for communities of color, which I'm from, and really helping them to home ownership because that's the key to prosperity in my opinion so as far as like the amount of houses that you're looking to sell for 2020 do you have a particular number do you have a goal at the end of december like how many you've sold so far um, i'd like to sell you know maybe if i can do five or six i'd be very happy that's i, I think that sounds like a lot uh, yeah sounds like a pretty good i'm number. a grinder that sounds like a pretty. That sounds like a pretty good number right there. That's Absolutely, yeah. some good commissions. Are you like? Are you like halfway? Are you like halfway there? Because we only have like four months left, and then he's gonna represent. Yeah. I'm, I'm working with some buyers now, and and, and, and some sellers. So you know, we okay. just need to get them closed. Hey, the end of the day is closing them. That's right. That three percent commission, baby. That's buyers right. and represent I'll, the sellers. I'll seller take at the you same out to time. dinner, Mick. Six percent, <laughs> sir. Once you get to the five, you better take me out to dinner. Okay. That's a, that's you a short term restaurant. It's reco it's recorded. You guys see that, right? That's a you short term restaurant. Right Wherever you want to go, man. Let's go. I'll, don't worry about that. I'll think of something. We're going to have to go to Spago. <laughs> no, I got, no never mind. We, we already have do, a plug do there. They have, do they have a patio? I they mean, do. can we go? Of course. They do. Of course. They do. We, right. we can go there. You Your know? boy works there, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they all know. They all know. He's like, okay, well, I'll take it there. definitely go there. Oh, man. <laughs> <Discount>. <laughs> <For sure. laughs> well, Terrence, um, if you could give the youth some advice on if they want to become a real estate agent or even an entrepreneur in general, uh, what advice would you give them? Please do it. I mean, real estate is a great business to go into. For one, you, you don't necessarily have to have a four-year degree to do it. Um, you, you, it's, it's an easier entry to get into. And if you just have the drive and the determination, you can make the business what you want. And um, I'd love to mentor or anyone that's interested in the business. I'd love to talk to them. I, 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 I'll, I'll do whatever I can because I want to see more uh, 
individuals involved in real estate and I'll do whatever I can to make that happen. Well, one thing Terrence that I, I really like um, is the fact that you're willing to mentor somebody and mm -hmm. in your space, I think real estate agents sometimes look at it as a, Hey, let me compete against you type of market. But the fact that you have this genuine side when even off, off camera or off record, you've been constantly saying, I really want to find somebody to mentor. It's so important. I had a mentor, so it's just, you know, having that person to bounce things off of and, and give you guidance is, is critical. Um, and when it, when, when you've benefited from that, you want to give back yeah. and do it. I mean, that's the way you keep it going. So I'm, I'm, that's part of my DNA Yeah. and I enjoy doing it. Yeah. And just, just for anybody that's listening, obviously, when you hear that type of thing, even as someone that's curious about purchasing a home, that to me is a type of mentality that you want as far as for a real estate agent to represent you. So thank you. We, we really appreciate we you just yes, having that mentality, you know, from the beginning. I um, fight for my clients. And, and we love <laughs> that. We love that you have a grind as well, too. Um, if you could uh, tell us any of your, do you have any social media or any yes. ways that people can contact you? Yep. I'm on Instagram and my number is 949-395-8555. Uh, website is www.compass.com or www.mwaluxury.com. And what's the Instagram handle? Terrence.large at, at compass.com. Okay, perfect. So. I know that was a handful. Um, so uh, if you want to uh, check out the links, we're going to put it on our Instagram as yes. well, too. And on YouTube. On And YouTube as well. And our Instagram is at the underscore kickspot. And then our YouTube channel is kickspot. So youtube.com forward slash kickspot. Um, so Terrence, thank you very thank much you, for taking the time, um, uh, obviously spending a, a night with us. I know. It here. was fun, man. <laughs> I loved it. I loved it. Have me back anytime. Oh, it, we will. I, I do want to add that you did change my perspective on purchasing a home. So um, I'm one of those kind of, I, I'm obviously optimistic about a lot of things, but when it comes to me losing a home, it you was, went through 2008. It was my emotional <laughs> yes. side that, that kicks in and, and my protective side yes. that says, you know, I don't want to spend all the money that I've re, you know, cooped and, mm -hmm. and, and, you know, lose a home again in the future. Right. So um, thank you for reassuring me uh, with that. So with that My being pleasure. said, uh, we really appreciate it, Terrence. Thank you so much. And we are gone. Peace. <laughs> thank you for listening to KickSpot.